0: from the traditional and ancestral lands of the Wasainish people, bordering on the land of the Laquan people. I'm Michelle Seely, and this is Amazing Places. Welcome to Amazing Places today. And today it's a lovely sunny day and we are at Bowker Creek at the back of Oak Bay High at Books on Bowker, a new little free library That is kind of a special one for Victoria Placemaking Network and I'm here with Sydney. So welcome Sydney.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: What's really special about this uh, Little Free Library is that it's the 600th Little Free Library in the network of Little Free Libraries in Greater Victoria and so I've asked Sydney if we could meet here and we could talk about um, how it came to be the 600th. So go ahead Sydney
1: yeah well so this little free library is my capstone project um, which is the final senior project that everyone in the greater victoria school district has to do Uh, and having had a little free library before i have one at my house um, i decided that i wanted to make another one because i love reading Uh, it was a really fun process the first time and I wanted to do something to promote sustainability, but also just give back to the community where I've spent four years of my high school experience. That's great.
0: I noticed that it's a beautiful location actually. It's um, between a few buildings, it's kind of tucked at the side of a path, but you've got the creek flowing through and it's just this beautiful relaxing spot and some rocks that you can sit on. Did you, why did you choose this place?
1: Yeah, well, so it's right next to like the restored portion of Bowker Creek, which has been uh, a big part of my high school experience as well. I was in like our science classes would spend time learning about the natural area. And that's been a big focal point for Oak Bay is the daylighted and restored area of the creek. Um, And I just thought it would be a lovely place for people to read. And it's already kind of a community space. There's like a walkway and the outdoor classroom. Um so I just thought it would be a good place that would be nice and relaxing where I could also just add to the uh community experience.
0: That's great. Well, I already feel relaxed <laughs> standing here with the creek flowing by gently in the background. It's a beautiful location. So is this the outdoor classroom here or
1: Yeah, the outdoor classroom. So it's actually down there. I don't know if you can see from here, yep. but there's sort of a little circle with um kind of it looks like a mini sort of stadium sort of thing. <laughs> But yeah, so just a short walk away. <laughs> Great.
0: So cool. So do you have a theme for your uh, little free library? Oh, some of them are themed. Is there a theme here or is there, are you stocking it with a certain type of book or...
1: Uh, not really a specific theme I went for like the color scheme I tried to match the school a bit because it has kind of like the light green and the grays and stuff the school is quite modern looking of course because it's new so I wanted to kind of uh, keep with that but other than that no not really Um, not really stalking a certain kind or anything just whatever is available (laughs)
0: I definitely see the theme now in the paint job, and it, you're right; it so matches the school. That's really cute, and there's so much activity around here too. Despite this being kind of tranquil and a big Gary oak right across from the Sitting Rocks, there's a basketball court for the school. There's a, a kids' a skate park. There's a running track that is full of people at the moment, and uh, lots of just people just walking by. And this is during spring break too, and there's <laughs> there's not even kids in class right now, so. This is a great spot. Um, hopefully uh, when school that is back in that there 'll be even more books and, and more people along here. so did you uh, physically build this yourself?
1: Yeah, I did. I had some help from my dad, but yes, we built it all from scratch like we bought all the materials, um, so that was pretty fun because we got to like customize everything to exactly how we wanted it, right. um, and we put a lot of thought into like the design because we wanted it to be especially just because it's in such a public space. I mean, Mm -hmm. like, it's one thing to have one in front of your house, but generally that prevents a little bit of, like, vandalism and stuff because people can see that it's at, like, a house. Right. But when it's in a community space, we wanted it to be, like, really easy to fix up. We wanted it to look nice and be really durable, just Mm -hmm. especially for that. So it was really nice that we got to design everything ourselves and, like, pick out all the little details to make it (laughs) uh, suit the school and just the community environment as best we could. Mm -hmm
0: the slant of the roof and the shape of the box it almost kind of reminds me like of a really large birdhouse in a way with a really big opening so which suits the area
1: yeah no especially with the slanted roof we were like that's going to be the best for rainfall too and of course it looks really cute too so we just love it
0: (laughs) that's really great so I know that you're a student here at Oak Bay High. Uh, are you, what type of courses are you taking or what's sort of your, your goal after after you finish high school?
1: Yeah, so I'm very interested in social science, specifically political science is what I'm hoping to pursue in university. Um, I'm also quite interested in gender studies, so considering maybe a minor in that. But, and then in terms of my classes at school, uh, I've taken a couple grade 12 socials in like law and social justice uh and then this year i have a relatively light course load but i'm taking a couple courses at uvic so yeah that's great sort of an
0: all-around uh subject matter like a lot of different things very diverse
1: uh i mean yeah i try to get a little bit of everything but yeah just i mean social studies that kind of stuff has always been my favorite but yeah I like to I like to keep it mixed up mm-hmm. just at least while I'm in high school so I get the foundation of everything right
0: and uh, you said that this uh, little free library project was uh, was part of your capstone project and so do you know yet your grade or where is that
1: how can we find out no <laughs> you're going to tell us later um I actually don't know the final grade for the project yet okay. um I did give the presentation though because that's essentially the capstone the goal is that you do a self-directed project um, something that you're passionate about or interested in so for some people that could be like researching a career that they want to go into um or like planning a trip anything like that um and then you give a presentation on it for and then that's like your kind of graduation it's supposed to sort of be your cumulative project of everything that you've learned
0: excellent so i guess we'll keep our fingers crossed for sydney to get really good grades on this fabulous project <laughs>
1: And how did you
0: come to pick this location exactly? Like, did I'm not sure, is this municipal or school land or?
1: Yeah, so I actually had to do quite a bit of research into that. Um, it's the schools right now, they're in charge of uh, caretaking it. Um, so I had quite a few conversations with our principal um, about where he thought would be a good location for it. Um, we ended up settling on this one because it was kind of out of the way. We didn't want to block anyone's view of the creek um we also discussed in front of the school but thought it might be better here just so that community members would feel more welcome using it Mm -hmm. because like i know some people don't really want to go up to like right in front of the school especially if it's a school day (laughs) right um but yeah and then of course the creek was perfect so we were like this is the spot (laughs) Mm.
0: it really is and were these rocks already here uh yeah they were it's just perfect because that's what we're sitting on right now we finished our standing bit and we are sitting down and it's quite comfortable even the ones that don't look so comfortable it's a great place to sit and I can just imagine be a beautiful place to with a book and, (laughs) and just sit here for an hour or so and just read lots of activity it's really really serene I find So, you wanting to do this project as your capstone must indicate, I would think, that you like books. So, tell us your connection to books.
1: Yeah, for sure. So, I've always been a big reader. Um, Loved reading. It's been one of the things that I've been passionate about pretty much my whole life. Mm -hmm. So, always loved reading. It was a big part of my life growing up. And from when I was about 10, I think, I've been writing like a book reviews blog. So, that's something that I've also been doing. I just... A lot of my free time is spent reading or writing about books, all that kind of stuff. And then I think it was about three years ago now was when I made my first Little Free Library at my house um, because of that. And I was really excited about that. I was like, I learned about them and had seen them all over the community. I was like, I want to do this. This is going to be my next like book related thing. And then, of course, for my capstone, I was like, because it's supposed to be sort of a passion project. And I wanted to do a community service thing. I was like, what can I do? with reading and the community, and I just landed on this.
0: Wow, that's great. So where would we
1: Where would we find your book reviews? Yeah, so my blog is sidbookreviews.wordpress.com. Uh, yep. So, yeah, feel free to check it out. Um, there's also some associated social media, like I have uh, an Instagram account for that and, like, Goodreads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Haven't been as active as I would like to be lately, but hopefully I will be coming back Uh, In the near future. Okay.
0: (laughs) And we'll put links to those in the podcast uh, blurb too as well. So Little Free Libraries in Greater Victoria for the most part are through the Victoria Placemaking Network and obviously you had experience dealing with them when you put the one in your front yard. And then this one also involved, um, you know, getting your principal and the school district involved. Is this the first placemaking initiative at your school uh, that you're aware of? Or what does, you know, I think you've started a whole new trend. So what does placemaking in schools look like to you? Or how would you go forward from here?
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, I think um, one of the things that I would qualify as placemaking is, of course, the Bowker Creek mm. project that this Little Free Library is right next to um as it is like was very much intended to be a like social community space that right. students and the public could use mm-hmm. um and of course there's stuff within schools that schools do just by being a school to create community like clubs that kind of thing right. um but i haven't seen a lot of initiatives like little free libraries at schools i believe there are a couple that are like right next to you or parent run or teacher run at other schools mm-hmm. um but there aren't any at schools in oak bay um So this is the first of that kind, to my knowledge at least. And it's something that I would really like to see a lot more of because I think that just the value that Little Free Libraries add to spaces is just um, so much improved next to a school as well. And I think getting kids involved with reading and getting kids involved with Little Free Libraries is really important. Mm. And one of the things that really excites me about Little Free Libraries is just seeing kids like my neighbors, their kids, coming to our Little Free Library, that kind of thing. It's just really... Uh, heartwarming to see them engaging with books and then also just like learning about placemaking Mm. and expecting those things from the community and learning about community spaces um so i think it's really important that this area is kind of growing and that more schools and more places are having aspects of placemaking next to them and of course like it's just lovely when there's like kids books that people can engage with and just getting students involved with the community and placemaking um so that was something that was really exciting okay. to me and yeah hopefully place making around schools that engages the school and the community mm-hmm. is something that will further grow in the future
0: yeah i noticed there's um there's all ages walking by here today and all ages like taking part in the athletic activities that are right around this area as well so it's kind of neat because it's it's um, and I've seen while we've been sitting here, there's been a couple of people too that have gone up to the uh, to the little free library and, and checked out the books and that. So it looks like it's also building community across age differences as well. There's you know some young guys playing a basketball over there. There's you know sort of different aged runners and and all that and people bicycling and walking past. So that's really quite neat too that. It's not just building community with the infrastructure, but between people and different age groups as well. Um, do you want to tell us about what are some of your favorite books? And, you know, are you ever going to write
1: a book yourself? I used to want to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> don't anymore. I don't think I'm a good enough writer to do that. And I don't think I have the, like drive and self-discipline to do that sort of thing. Um, in terms of my favorite books, I mean, it's hard to choose. I never know what to say when people are like, what's your favorite book? Uh, it seems to change quite regularly. Um, but yeah, one one that I love is like The Lie Tree by Francis Hardinge, it's one of my favorites. Um, it's been a favorite for a long time. So that one is one that I always say that's my kind of go-to for, like, what's your favorite book? But there's so many, and I try to, I try to make sure that I'm reading, like, really diversely. That's something I'm also quite passionate about. Um, so, yeah, but it changes a lot because I'm always reading great books.
0: <laughs> uh, more nonfiction or fiction?
1: Mostly fiction. I mean, I read, I read a lot of, like, new adult and young adult fiction, um, and then some middle grade sometimes, but I do I have been branching out into more nonfiction. I think it's really important to like uh, use nonfiction to educate yourself on issues that you might not know about, um, things that you're interested in, especially because I'm interested in like politics and political science. Um, there's a lot to learn there, so I try to read some books about like social justice and politics, that kind of thing. Uh, but i find it I do find it a lot easier and more enjoyable most of the time to read fiction, so <laughs> that 's the bulk of my reading Got
0: it. Yeah. escapism that 's what I always used it for
1: <laughs> and entertainment too.
0: Are you uh, following Canada reads by any chance?
1: uh not at the moment. I do always like to hear about the winners, but i haven't been following <laughs> it this year.
0: <laughs> I just listened to it, and so far, my favorite book is still in the running, so fingers crossed for that but I'm not developing it because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd mentioned that you're taking political science, or you're hoping to take political science about post-secondary. Do you have any plans to run for political
1: office eventually, or anytime soon? Um, I mean, not at the moment. I would never say never, but uh, it's not currently something that I'm planning on doing. Okay. Although I do... I do quite a bit of political volunteering especially around like elections specifically federal is usually what i i'm involved with um but i think it's really important that young people get engaged in politics and um gain a lot of knowledge about politics i think that's something that's very important and kind of a failing of our education system a bit is i think getting young people excited about and involved in politics and also just the political system in general Mm. i don't think most politicians are speaking to young people i think that's Uh, And I think that the ones that do, uh, or a few of them, uh, try to but aren't listening. So I think that listening to young people would really help, because a lot of people have kind of given up, sort of. Like, when you grow up and you just never have a voice, it's hard for you to keep going. Um, But I think that doing community projects and getting involved with the local community as well is a big part of getting young people engaged and involved in their communities, um, and just caring. It can lead to caring about politics. Um, it can lead to political action, that kind of thing. So I think that just getting involved in the community, even if you're, even if it's not with politics, um, can just lead you to be more informed and uh, more excited about and have a voice, whether that's in your own community or the, in the political arena. Um, well, it's, it's, um, yeah. it's definitely
0: contributing to your community and, and letting you find out what the issues are. Like for young people that... Might not be familiar you're then learning about what's going on in your community right and it sounds like you've done some volunteering experience
1: yeah for sure I mean yeah I just think whatever whatever gets people excited and whatever gets mm. people involved and uh, especially like young people uh, I would just encourage anyone I talk to to get involved with the issues that they care about in whatever capacity they can whether that's like volunteering for a candidate or whether that's just doing your own research in terms mm. of like reading or something you mm-hmm. want to find out more about the issues or doing a community project that might address <laughs> issues. like, I, I mean, literacy is an issue that mm. people face, and different Little Free Libraries, one of the fantastic things about them is that they make books available to people who might not otherwise have access. Right. I mean, like everybody can access a library, but sometimes you want to keep a book, <laughs> or <laughs> sometimes you want to exchange your books right. for new ones. Mm. Um, so I think they're just great in a lot of respects in whatever way that young people can get involved is just fantastic. And that's always something that I've been very passionate about is getting young Mm -hmm. people involved in politics and informed because it's, yeah, it's an area that I don't, I would never say that young people aren't passionate and aren't involved in politics Mm because that's not true, but I think they are often failed by the education and political systems that (laughs) fail to educate them and fail to listen to them Mm because it's not that we're not interested and we're not involved Uh, that's the complete opposite but there just isn't a venue for that so i think um (laughs) any way that you can get involved with the community and that was one of the things that i was hoping to do with this project was just have a community project Mm -hmm. that could benefit my community
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i think you nailed it sydney because it certainly is i just if people haven't visited this spot or they're not familiar with this spot, highly encourage you to. It's just absolutely beautiful there's birds overhead you know, it's just lovely and relaxing and you certainly I think anyway have contributed to your community, your school community as well as the Oak Bay community and the reading community um, by being here you are an amazing person <laughs> this is an amazing place so thank you. thank you very much Sydney for being here
1: thank you so much for having me
0: This has been another episode of Amazing Places. With gratitude for our guests and listeners, I'm Michelle Seely. Thanks for listening.